like, look, you know, we're at the point of our relationship where everything should be just rainbows and unicorns. And, um, you know, that got washed away real quick. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How you doing out there today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 51 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Yes, number 51. 51. We just passed over the big 50 last week. 51 episodes, Christine. Yep. And now we have as many episodes as you are old. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, he's supposed to keep that on the down low. My goodness. And for the record, I'm not 51. Are you sure? I don't know. Can I see your driver's license? Well, you want to just cut my leg and count the rings? <laughs> Is that how you do that? Yep, I think that's how we do it. So, Christine, what's been going on in your world this week? Um, let's see. Construction, construction, construction. Yeah, you yeah. know, I thought they were supposed to be done like a week ago. Don't talk to me about it. They are being fabulous and doing all of the last minute pieces. Well, they it's promised like- us uh, they'd finish like, uh, what, next, last Tuesday? No, 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 Friday. But some things trickled over. There was some additional patching that needed to happen of some of the drywall and one of the pieces didn't come in in my chandelier, so they're going to have to go and hunt down a new piece for it what? to be able to hang it. And like a bracket or something? It's a like a, a nut to um, keep the one of the fixture pieces from like slipping through, so it's kind of critically important. But so. is it like something they can find at a generic hardware store? Yeah, they're going to have to go find one at Home Depot. Like any piece will do kind of thing? Not any piece will do, but they have to hunt it down, and so they, they're looking for that. And then um, all the finished stuff, so like Monday, tomorrow, the... Mirrors will get hung. All the caulking will be done to kind of seal up the bathtub and the base of the toilet. And then... Like, Wait, I did see the base of the toilet around the wall. There's like a gap or something. Is that, that Are they putting like a frame piece around it or something? I don't understand. I don't know. It. I'll have to go peek in. I haven't looked at it today. There's like a gap. You see the wall? And there's like a little bit of a gap between the wall and where the tub meets. And it's almost like a trench. The wall in the tub or the wall in the toilet? No, the bathtub. Like around the... Oh, sh- I was talking about the toilet. Oh, Okay. No, they, they patched that all up yesterday. That's why we, it was delaying is because there was the drywall hadn't been patched between where the original drywall had ended and they installed the tub. So that's what took longer. They had to come back in, put a piece of drywall and then had to mud over it. They had to put mud, some, huh? they had to Get mesh, o- put some mesh over it and then the mud and then they have to texture and paint and then um, repaint that room. So, yeah, well, I did some- say they just painted it. And um, they painted all of it except for that section. So now they have to go back and paint that section and then brush it out, feather it out so that it blends in. Oh, I gotcha. In, in other words, it's just going to take a lot longer than we thought. Just it one would. more day. One more. No, it was like another week, right? No, it's going to be done tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow is okay. Monday. That's right. It's not Saturday today. <laughs> it's Sunday because my computer decided to do an update, and I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's. Doing, I call it a suck date. Yeah, I don't know. I had, a, <laughs> I had to crash out the computer. I said, You're taking too long. I'm pulling the plug on you, and I'm resetting you myself. And I guess whatever Windows update I was trying to do, it did not uh, finish the update or whatever, but uh, we're back on the old version, and it's working. So we're going to keep it like that. Yep. Keep it, keep it the OG. But I was looking at new computers today on my phone. I was like, well, in case this thing doesn't pull up, I'm going to have to find a backup. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, about time. Yeah, this computer, I'm surprised it's held up so long, but it's got some pretty good stats for the most part. It's a um, it's an HP PC. H- 10 times fast, HP PC. <laughs> it sounds but, like you're saying HTTP. Well, maybe. But it has the... Um, has a pretty good processor and a pretty good uh, store hard drive, but it's old, and it's got a pretty good uh, RAM ca- capabilities. RAM, RAM, not mm-hmm. not not the truck, but the RAM that goes inside your computer. Mm-hmm. I think it's twelve gigs of RAM, which is pretty okay. You're healthy. nerding out. You've I lost know all I'm nerding us. out a little You've bit. You lost all of but us. But the, the funny thing is, is that those specs are pretty impressive for today. I bought the computer like ten years ago, right? And so, or it's, maybe it was eight years ago. So it's struggling just a little bit, but that's okay. So. Yes. So back to what we were talking about. Construction will be wrapped up tomorrow, which is Monday, and then I'll be able to get in and decorate. So that's what I've been doing in my evenings other than schoolwork and other stuff is I've been hunting down all the little trinkets that are going to help me jazz up that bathroom and make it just look fantastic. Fantastic. Christine, we're going to do this cool little trick. We're going to put these GoPro cameras. I have a couple of GoPros. We're going to put them in the uh, mirror. I'm oh, sorry, inside the windowsills. Yep. And I'm going to put them on autopilot and play so that they're going to get the uh, people's reaction as they walk into the bathroom for the first time, just like they do on television when you get that big uh, HDTV finished room or house they do right and they come in they're like wow check out this place this looks amazing i love it but i think that i'm actually gonna set it up and i'm not gonna let you come in either and we're gonna have well, do to you do- want the cameras i will give you the cameras. yeah i that's what i'm saying i think i'm gonna set up the cameras and then i'm gonna let you and the boys come in and see it when it's all finished instead because i want to see your expression because you're a crier oh hey <laughs> hey do i have to edit this out now no <laughs> let the world people, uh, people get to know that you get when you tear up a little bit when you get super emotional and home renovation stuff really is important to you and i think it goes back to I like cry. i don't cry when i watch hdtv though no but in your own house seeing something like transformed that you'd wanted to do but I i've think already it, seen it though not finished well okay i've already seen most of it already done so hey What's, why are you robbing me of my joy? Okay, you could do... I'll pretend. I'll pretend it's like, wow, this tile come want, from... I don't want your fake reaction. I want your HGTV reaction. That's why I'm not going to let you in until like all of the stuff is set. Like the sparkly lights are ready to go. All of the like the mats are down on the ground. Everything's finished and it's going to walk in and look like a completely different You bought different new mats for the thing too? Hey, hey, everything's new. And you bought a new, a new shower curtain? Everything. I told new. Christine that we should have the kids go pick out the shower curtain for the bathroom. No and you, what did you say? You said that they're going to pick said, out. A- no, what I honestly said is um, I appreciate that, but I actually don't want anybody else's opinion with getting this bathroom ready because it's like I have a vision for it. I know you do, but the kids are going to be using it mostly. No, so they're not. I'm the one that uses it the most. Well, it's a kid's bathroom. And it's mine in the mornings when you're sleeping. Well, the kids use it too. They I d- use it occasionally. Okay, fine. They use it three ca- days a week. Okay. I use it five days a week. Okay, occasionally. It's but, my bathroom. Okay, it's your bathroom. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but the kids, they love. You know, you said they didn't want to pick out like a Star Wars shower curtain. I don't want to. Sh- no, it's it's like crisp and clean, and it looks amazing. And I did not want some corny shower curtain, so I just got white. A white shower curtain. Yep. With a liner. A white shower curtain with a white bath. It's going to be all white in there. It's going to look like a hospital. Like Chris, the, old, the old days. Oh, you doubt me. You doubt me so much. <laughs> you just wait. You wait until you see it. And I'm going to start off with the white shower curtain. And then I need to get the right color of the light green eventually. Maybe. But I thought white would go better. I have a vision. 
just wait for it to play out. You're going to be obsessed. I promise you. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to see it. And when we do see it, we will post the videos. Yep. And we will post the pictures, of course. Yep. On our website, I think. I have to ask our uh, web uh, department, see if they can handle that kind of Hold on. Ring, stuff. ring, web department. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, you guys can help you? What can you do for you today? Yep. But I think that's about the only thing that's really been happening this week other than I finished my summer term at school. Oh, you're on summer break right now? Uh, yeah, until Thursday. Wait, that's a long, that's not a very long break then, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But I got my grade back for my final paper. Well, how'd it go? Well, okay, backstory a little bit. So I think we've shared briefly on this podcast about the, yeah, actually we, during one of our episodes, we went pretty extensive into the challenges that I was having at school with a professor harassing me, right? Right, right. Right. So I got into a new class. My new professor was fantastic. And I haven't even told you this yet, Chris, but I got my final paper. Ooh, did you pass? I got 100%. 100%? I did. You can't go higher than that, can you? No. And I got a really nice note from my new professor saying, I'm very impressed with your work ethic and you came in um, and you had a lot of things against you coming in after the fact because the other professor I had taught like a different curriculum. It was like not at all what was supposed to be taught. And he said, um, you know, you had the odds kind of stacked against you, but I'm very pleased with your progress. There's no feedback on your paper because it was exceptional. And he just very nice. And he said, you know, this speaks to the work ethic that you bring in and your intelligence. And it was just after going through that whole ordeal, it made me super emotional because it's like I worked so hard. And uh, I didn't also tell you this, that the university came out this week issuing a huge uh, statement about no not tolerating harassment, intimidation, and singling out of students and that they're taking a more active role in the investigation process. And when I reached out to the dean of the School of Education who'd sent this out, um, I said, I don't know if this is in regards to my situation or others. And he responded back and said, there are others that have come up What yours was the first to bring awareness. Oh, really? thanked me. Because he'd only been on the job for five days when I brought him in the loop on my investigation. Then after you brought yours, how many came after that? Well, there was 12 that were involved in my investigation, 12 um, men and women. And so there were 12 individuals that were um, singled out by this professor who taught like 70 but then uh, there's been another big investigation about black PhD students from another professor being singled out. And so there's been a couple of incidences. The most recent one is getting a lot of press on Twitter. And so the School of Education issued a response to it to say, this is how we will move forward. But I felt kind of like I was part of something bigger now like looking in hindsight it was so hard i mean you know how hard it was for us right? oh yeah well for, me, for you mostly yeah right but you being my partner and kind of seeing it all happen it was really difficult but anyways out of really hard things really great things can come and what i'm grateful for is that the university is aware now that there are some professors at the university who are mistreating and singling out students and now they're going to believe people that bring it up versus like before it used to be you have to prove it and it's us versus them and who's right. going to believe the student. And I felt like nobody was going to believe me. And now they've proven they followed through that individuals no longer in the role that they were in. And now they're starting to recognize that this is a real problem. And so I felt like at this like elite university, I was part of something bigger and part of change. That is 
fantastic. I'm so proud of you for sticking up and coming coming to it and bringing it to uh, to the light. It also almost reminds me of the time that the police department, I believe here in San Diego, I don't know if you were here when that happened, probably not. They had the same problem. They had a lot of women that were getting abused. By right. the, they weren't talking and they made this big deal. Of, it was getting shoved under the rug. There was a police officer that was taking women and bringing them into the bathrooms of different lo- liquor stores oh my in downtown Ooh. and basically women that had like warrants or tickets or things like that and say well you know what i can take you downtown or we can fix this right here and, and assaulting them uh yeah pretty much yes and so he got you know he finally went through the system and then all these other women started coming out right and it kind of came a big deal and the police department finally they finally put out this whole thing, like a hotline that was kind of separate from from the police department, saying you call this number if you feel like you're victimized or whatever, whatever. And they would go directly to that line, call the number, and it would be investigated. And more women started coming out. Wow. Um, this was probably around, I'm going to say 2012, maybe 2013. I think it became national news, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but it's well, crazy, you know? It is. And there's power when women speak out. And the last thing that I'm going to say about this is I'm really proud of myself for speaking up about this entire situation. And I actually am going to be participating in a women's equality summit with some of our past guests, which are Amy and Nancy Harrington of the Passionistas Project. They're doing a virtual women's equality summit and it's August 21st through the 23rd. It's free. So if you're a female listener, we're going to put the URL in the show notes and you can sign up for it and you can hear me talk a little bit more in depth about what it takes to speak up and stand firm when you're faced with injustices. Right, Chris? That is so awesome. I love it. Yeah. And I really love when we have guests like that that bring a unique perspective on things. And I think that's super true for this week's VIP guest that we have coming up has a really unique story. And um, I just really liked connecting and and learning more about his background. That's right. We are going to have an exclusive Hot. This. How do we even score this guy? <laughs> I mean, he is the biggest VIP we've ever had, like ever. I mean, really big. He is a big deal. And we're going to have him on the show right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. I'm Brucker. I'm Levi. And together, we co-host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. On our movie podcast, we like to have fun with movies. And we don't like to break down movies beat by beat, scene by scene. We like to talk about what was fun about them. So we talk about our favorite scenes, uh, sprinkle in some trivia. Uh, we debate whether or not they deserve a sequel. And we also talk about um, some drinking rules that they can have, such as drink every time Vince Vaughn stuffs his face in Wedding Crashers. Or something we call the Yoda Clause, which is every time Frank Oz jumps on a screen, finish your drink. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or really anywhere you can find podcasts, if this sounds interesting to you. Yes, and we also love listener interaction, and we also like to take movie requests. So you could reach out to us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks. Instagram, Film on the Rocks Podcast, or email us at fotrpodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from y'all. Give us a listen. And welcome back, everybody. Today we have another very special guest on the show. He is one of Chris's dearest friends, the man, the myth, the legend. Ladies, look out. On the show today, we have Jimmy Walker. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, how you doing today, buddy? 
I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Sun's shining. It's hot. You know, we got construction zone at the house. So what do you expect? You know, it's all good. I know, but every day in sunny San Diego is a great day. Yeah, thank you for your positivity, Jimmy. Rub, rub off on Chris a little bit more. That would be great. <laughs> whatever. Hey, so Jimmy, whatever, I, whatever. <laughs> are you enjoying your day off today? Absolutely. It's right. always, you know, uh, heck, time away from work is always a good day. You know, you just got to get your mind out of that and just uh, be optimistic about, you know, everything, really. That's there's awesome. So much, there's so much doom and gloom going on right now. I like your energy, Jimmy. Now, where in the San Diego area are you joining us from today? North County, Oceanside. Ooh, Oceanside. I like Oceanside. At the beach. I heard he's got like a beach house. <laughs> yeah, everybody compliments. Yeah, we're a couple blocks from the beach. Um, I would basically have an ocean view, but my neighbor across the way is blocking it. But if they have their blinds open, I actually can see the ocean through Wait. their um, living <laughs> through room. Their you, house? Look, you look right through their house to see the ocean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, we have a breezeway, so it's a pretty, you know, it's probably about a good 200 feet across from our garage door to their garage door. But, you know, when uh, Kim has her uh, blinds open, yeah, we can see the ocean <laughs> through her living room but it's okay all but good. you're not like a peeping tom you just mentioned no, kim so no, it's not no, like okay no. all right just making sure well that sounds great jimmy so <laughs> hey jimmy so being at your day off today you're just you know kicking back at home relaxing by the beach house hey uh, so tell us about you we both work for a gasoline you know tanker company so we both are in trucking and your trucking history you've done trucking prior to coming into where we work at now weren't you like over the road Yes. A majority of my career I spent over the road and um, I was truly blessed to um, meet a lot of nice, interesting folks. And a lot of those folks are my lifelong friends. Oh, that's so awesome. So, so yeah, my career started back in 1995 um, when I left the military. Um, I was going through, uh, I had two choices. Uh, I was either going to be a manager through Albertsons or I was going to be a deputy sheriff and uh uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, for some reason, it was like one of the 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 scene in Top Gun where Goose, where they're about ready to lose their pilot's license, and Goose was like, "Hey, do you have that number to Truck Masters?" <laughs> and uh, I was in the crossroads, and I figured out, you know, um, since I got to see half of the world because I was in the United States Navy, and I decided to take up trucking, and uh, never looked back since. Now, you mentioned military. What branch of the military were you in? The Navy. Oh, what'd the you do for the Navy? Navy. Sail around the world. Pirate Jimmy <laughs> yeah. in the Navy. <laughs> search, and, uh, search and rescue swimmer. Um, basically started, well, started off as a, basically a sub hunter, AW, anti-warfare submarine operator, second class. Um, they decommissioned our platform from the S3s, and then we went helos. So since I was in pretty good shape, they said, hey, you know, how about being a SAR swimmer? And then uh, did that for a while. So, yeah, I uh, still have lifelong friends from the Navy as well. We're basically uh, spanning across the globe. Wow. So I know that recently in the news, um, and it'll be a couple weeks past by the time that this episode airs, but... There was um, there's a search and rescue underway off of the coast, just north of where you live. Does that bring back any memories of some of your time in the service? It absolutely does, because um, I can share some heartfelt sympathies with those um, soldiers and one sailor, because uh, back in December, 
1991. Uh, during the Gulf War, I had lost a friend um, due to uh, um, a shuttle boat capsized while we were at Liberty. Wow. Oh, so, wow. So uh, I do know what it's lost to lose um, some close working folks. Yeah, I mean, I've just been kind of watching that unfold on the news, and it makes me think about those that are serving and those that are veterans. And so definitely, we want to send our condolences. And so um, as you were in search and rescue and in the Navy, where did it take you around the world? Yeah, where's your spots? Um, Being based out of um, Jacksonville, Florida, I did a lot of my training in Pensacola and in Jacksonville, Florida. Actually, my boot camp was here in San Diego. Oh, there you go. Uh, growing up in Oceanside, graduating Vista High School, um, but did my basic training here in San Diego, um, Pensacola, uh, being stationed out of Florida. We basically did the, um, I want to, the islands. Oh, okay. St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico. Uh, those were our training grounds. And um, I'm trying to make sure you're back on. And basically the med. So we serve the Mediterranean portion of the, uh, the world. Well, I you never can't, you a, can't beat that, man. It's gotta be great. Never, you know, I, ne- I never did what we call a Westpac that's okay. uh, doing Asia, but, uh, going around the horn of South America, we were bringing, um, um, the USS America from the East coast to the West coast. Oh, um, wow. and like I said, the Mediterranean, Italy, Spain, um, spent some time in Wiesbaden, Germany, England. Wait, wait, you were in the Navy in Germany? Is there, yes, is, there well, is there an ocean next to Germany? I don't think there is. No, 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 no. We flew in, so. Okay, okay. Uh, being, being, see, that's, um, there's some confusion. I'm not going to say confusion. Um, there's basically a couple of divisions in the Navy. So you've got what we call ship's company. Those are the folks who are attached to the ship. But since we were attached, we were part of a carrier air group uh, or a carrier air wing. We're, we're an air group attached to the ship. And so, but we fly on and fly off, but our bases are basically on shore, but we have the ability to fly on and fly off at different locations around the world and be, and serving as needed. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it sounds like you had a very diverse experience. So then you exit the Navy and then you say, sign me up. I'm going to drive truck. And then you hit the open road instead of the open seas, right? There you go. Absolutely. I mean, it was a fantastic experience, you know, just getting behind them. You know, you get behind the wheel of another 80,000 pound vehicle and you're just trucking along, having a heyday. You got your drink. You know, it's like you just, you two went on and you and your family went on a road trip. So, right. you know, it's, it's, I'm so, and that's what I tell folks, especially when you go on road trips or you kind of don't be in a rush to get somewhere, just take it in, you know, and, and I've, I've made every trip like that and um, just just rolling the windows down, listening to some good tunes and then just being a part of the truck and then just seeing our great country that it has to offer. You know, we have so much to offer other than just, you know, good jobs, (laughs) but we have tremendous scenery uh, across our country. Yeah. And you've actually have driven in every like driven for a truck in every single state. Did you drive in Hawaii trucking wise? No. That's the thing. Um, fortunately, you know, for me, um, 
I was, a, we work for the same company and our company has, you know, assets uh, across the country. And uh, I was fortunate to work in Alaska. What? And so Ice I road chopped- truckers? Did you like have to like <laughs> drive on the, the frozen highways and everything like the ice road truckers? Toward October, yeah. Uh, the road got a little icy, but we weren't driving like on ice. Yeah, you know, it's the great wilderness up there. So I can see that's what they uh, call the North Slope. But I was mainly staying around uh, Anchorage, Alaska. But getting back to driving across the country, I was able to chalk off one of my long life um, to do things. Um, I pretty much, like Chris stated earlier, I've pretty much worked in every state in the Incon US. So I was able to chalk off number nine of 49. Wow. Uh, So I've worked in every state but Hawaii. Well, there's always there's always hope for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I heard the truck drivers over there wear flip flops, so that's you know, <laughs> yeah. and Hawaiian lays. So. Yeah, um, lava lavas or uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when we were in Hawaii, we actually did see the loading the facility for the uh, tankers. We saw them loading right in the fuel. Uh, they had like a harbor drive, like we have a harbor drive, and they have their. I saw the the uh, the fuel dock where they were actually loading. The, the vessels would import the fuel directly from the vessel right to the storage tanks, and then straight to the trucks, and that's how they would deliver it. Absolutely. Well, our company used to own that, and it's and Tesoro sold it off. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> That's what happened. We could have put in a transfer and say, hey, we want to work in Hawaii. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. I did think about it. You know what's funny? We were in Hawaii. The gas stations there, a lot of them had just regular 87 only. Like, that's all they had. It was weird. You know? It, probably it would make sense because, especially, you know, if you're tanking in the fuel, you probably want to utilize as much volume as you can. And they don't want to, they don't probably want to contaminate the two different types of fuels when they're, it's in transport. Yeah. So. It yeah. makes sense just to transport in only one type of fuel. Yeah, and I'm totally sure makes sense. They probably have to transport in um, jet fuel, so that's probably in a s- total separate um, environment. You know, uh, container. You know, especially with those ships. Right. So, it's probably just to eliminate cross contamination. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But now, Jimmy, you used to be a long haul trucker and now you're a kind of a more local regional area trucker. So what made you decide to make the switch away from the open road? What happened in your life? Um, my child, my son, um, I'm a proud Ooh. father of, you know, I, I'm, I have my son and, um, was going through a situation where, um, I, it was a custody situation. And so I needed a job, or, you know, basically uh, something that had a schedule so that I could prove to the court that, yes, I'm going to be home. <laughs> I'm going right. to be around, you right. know, because long haul driving, you know, being over the road. And it's not even necessarily just in trucking, but there are a lot of jobs or careers that take people away from the house. Right. And um, but it was just something to say and prove to the court and to the mom that say, yes, I'm going to be working from this time to this time. And I'm going to be home from this time to this time. What is your relationship like with uh, the ma- mother of your child? Are you, are you guys cool or are you guys kind of? Uh... Yes, we're, we're cordial. And, you know, we had a relationship for a while and we're, you know, it's tippy towing back into it, maybe, you know, but. Ooh, um, it, what? Intrigue. It's, well, because, you know, it's for the best interest of the child, you know, so yeah. it, it, it's, it's, you've, 
you folks, everybody's been in a relationship with, you know, sometimes it's, it's hot and cold, you know, and you don't know how to take things sometimes or how to read people sometimes what they're thinking, what they're doing. And that's, I'm like, you know, I'm one of those type of persons. I'm like, Hey, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But, um, I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Uh, that's really good. And, um, you know, you being a single dad in a shared custody situation and you probably you two both know just like I do sometimes shared custody has its has its plug bonuses and has its minuses you know so you know it's it's good for him and and I really just want to be a father in his life because um um being a junior I don't know my real father so mm. I have a stepdad and he's my dad but uh, I we lost him back in November oh wow um but I just truly want to be a part of my son's life, and and I'm making the sacrifices and the choices to do that. That's so important, Jimmy, and thank you for sharing that. We're so sorry to hear about the loss yeah. of your stepfather. So, but yeah, he's in a good place, and uh, but yeah, you know, um, we're we're cordial, so yeah, and everything's groovy. You know, we have to because if if you if you bring negative vibes, and I in from day one, you know, and even with my sister and going through the challenges of trying to establish custody and all the things to, to set up good relationships between you and the child and you and the, mm-hmm. the co-parent, cause it's all about co-parenting and, um, yeah, just didn't want, just didn't want the negative vibes and the negative feelings. And day one, you know, I told my family, I says, Hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta check the negativity in the closet. And, um, you know, because we want our son to come into an environment where it's a welcoming environment and, um, right, we want everything right. to be positive other than, you know, if having a bad day at work or having bad situations with the co-parent, I always make sure that my environment with my son is positive. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. And, you know, Chris and I have been having some interesting conversations about maintaining healthy relationships with the other co-parent. And so I'd like to have oh, you... Oh, really? Yes. I'd like to have you weigh in on a topic oh, with me, Oh, okay. Okay. Because I know he's... Go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say. Because I know he's told me... Because he, he has two sons and you mm-hmm. have a son. I mean, I it's do. funny that we all have boys here. We don't have mm-hmm. no girls. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> But my, should be, I guess. <laughs> but my topic of conversation, it's a little bit different than the parenting. First of all, Jimmy, a very personal question. Do you tend to date Latinas? Do I, do I tend to <laughs> I date I think he Latinas? did. I think you did, didn't you? <laughs> I only did it out of a... I'm not going to say... I, yes, I did it out <laughs> of a whim. I had a friend. Well, it was a close friend of ours. It was another co-worker. She, um, basically, it was his wife. She introduced me to this one person lovely person by the way and you know and um she lived in mexico city and you know just like any other relationships you kind of start with um texting and you know um messaging service i'm just the type of person i don't get i tried this online stuff and all this other stuff and it didn't work out for me too well because it's i guess people can use technology to create filters uh-huh. i'm an unfiltered type of guy you know i you, uh, what you right. see is what you get what do you mean by but filters anyways, were they like making fake photographs that kind of stuff like well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go i mean well bring it to that point 
Um, cause didn't you guys, how did you guys meet? We I don't want to get match. All... We met on match, but you know, but we paid for the service. We paid, <laughs> right. you know, we, we we're paying customers. So, but, but I will say J- Jimmy and you know, don't let this go to your head. You, you are a, an attractive gentleman. What? I mean, Chris, I'm not hitting on him, but you know, I, I don't see that there's a need for filters. So, um, I could see how, if you put something out there, the ladies might be like, well, I need to like spiff this up a little bit so that he you know i can turn his head i know christine but well i know you you saw me and my son when we were at the company party the last time that was a couple years um, ago i think and um but still i i'm so diverse i can be a laid-back kind of guy i can put on a suit and whatever but anyways but there are so many people i don't like using labels but you know when you try to have a conversation with somebody or when you're trying to meet somebody, I'm not all into this texting and messaging. And it's like, Hey, pick up the phone, call me. And then I'm the type of person here, call me. I'm available now. Call me. And then they don't want to call you. They just rather text you. As like, Christine is texting on her phone right now. It's very second. I wish you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you, you, you take away the personal experience of actually hearing someone's voice and listening to them, you know, and their inflectuations. And sometimes you get to hear their personalities um, just by, you know, because you can hear the expressions on their voice. Then you can't you can't get those kind of vibes through texting and emailing and messaging and blah, blah, blah. But, yes, um, she was a very entertaining person. I took a trip <laughs> down to Mexico City. Wow. Uh, That's dedication. That's dedication. I said, I just said, hey, are you available on such and such dates? And she said, yeah. And so I just booked a trip, flew down to Mexico City, never been there in my life. Um, So I went off on a whim. But that's the type of guy I am. I'm willing to explore things and explore new. I mean, whether, you know, we can all hope for the best. And, um, so went down there, you know, we met, we finally, you know, or I should say not that we met, but we were finally able to put our hands on each other for the first time after months and months of having conversations over the phone and, um, through internet and FaceTiming and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But, um, you know, then you, I have a question though, Jimmy, was she immediately into you or was she a bit standoffish? No, I think she was into me. Okay. Because as yeah. you know, us Latinas, we can tend to come on come on strong a little bit. <laughs> but what I really want to ask, I want to tap into your understanding about is, do you perceive us Latinas to be perhaps a more jealous creature than maybe what? an other type of woman that what you, you have saying? dated in the past? It's not, I don't want to throw the word um, jealous, but I think latinas are more dedicated to their man yes thank you tell us more jimmy (laughs) (laughs) so they're more dedicated to their family they're Mm. more dedicated to their children and they're more dedicated to their man so yeah when you put a lot of dedication and devotion and ownership into relationships sure and if yeah. you're, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think if you're a Latino or if you're, you know, Caucasian, Hawaiian, Asian, whatever, when you have that much devotion and commitment and ownership into a relationship, I think 
you do get a little jealous when somebody tries to infringe on that or if somebody explores or gets outside of the boundaries a little bit. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> go on, go you, on. You may. Yeah, I mean, right. Chris, take so. notes. Thank you, Jimmy. Chris, take notes. I, right well, I, I'm taking mental notes, actually. <laughs> because Christine but, gets very jealous of me. Uh, would you say you get Well, I'm not going to go into detail, but I, oh, I would say I would say I don't get jealous. I, I get territorial. There you go. Mark your territory. <laughs> I'm not a dog. <laughs> but I, I assert my dominion. And she tells me some girl checks me out. I'm like, who was it? And she's like, I'm not telling you. I give her the look, like, back off. <laughs> and like, this is, nope. That's my man. Yep. That's not man. not for sale. Not up. Nope. Not on the market. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because, you know, it's kind of funny because she was, you know, and, and especially being in Mexico City. Mexico City is a very diverse city and it's a huge city. And there's a lot of people. And I'm not going to say I'm the tallest guy in the world, but the average height, I'm a little bit taller than the average height down there. So I was, so I'm not going to say it was kind of like a trophy for her, but in a sense it was. There you go. Brag on. (laughs) But, um, there are certain people, they have certain different levels of commitment in a relationship. And, you know, when you leave me at the airport by myself for (gasps) two hours when I'm coming back home and you, you don't, you you know you were supposed to meet me at the hotel and i gave oh. you the benefit of the doubt and you knew what time i was going to leave for the airport and so as the time comes and every time i'm looking over my shoulder saying surely she's going to come through the door and 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 come running in and to give me that goodbye hug and that goodbye kiss and 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 when it never well, came well she better you know, have a good excuse what was her excuse she had a headache oh so, but then when I later found out that, you know, she was able to go to breakfast with her friends no! before going to a workout and I'm like, what? You would rather go to a breakfast with your friends than to come say goodbye to me leaving in here, you know? And I just was like, eh, you know, game over, no more tokens. What, what, so, at what point did you, did you see her last before that happened? The night before. So, so actually, so how many hours went by? You think eight? So eight hours, and and you're hoping to see her one last. Oh, Oh, like ten hours? Yeah, because um, you know, she was devoted. There, you know, she was a devoted person to her family, right? And so she had to go back to her family to take care of her family. But then, you know, you you know, when I'm when I'm leaving to go back to the states or. You know, and I'm longing for that goodbye kiss or that goodbye hug. It never came. Oh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. And, you know, I'm just, I'm like, look, I told her, you know, I was like, look, you know, we're at the point of our relationship where everything should be just rainbows and unicorns. And, um, you know, that got washed away real quick. And uh, it was just time to move on in a relationship. How how long were you down there in Mexico? um, Five days. Oh, wow. Okay. So five days, you guys were together physically five days. and Correct. Or four and a half, I guess, with the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did wonderful things. Got to fly in a balloon and uh, went over the, you know, the Teotihuacan, the pyramid ruins down there. So you Got were romancing to- her, Jimmy. You were like set up to like woo and pursue. And mm-hmm. at the end, you got left high and dry. Would that be accurate? 
Absolutely. Aww. It's, just, it's just like an episode of The Bachelor. You know, you guys did the whole Bachelor thing. You guys tour the world. And then it was time for the rose. And Will you accept this rose? She didn't even show up to the rose ceremony. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, well, hey, life goes on. You know, that's true. Life goes on. Greener pastures for you, Jimmy. And uh, you're, you know, more fish in the sea. Exactly. And we are helping you to scale the airwaves right now. So ladies, I am his personal matchmaker. You can reach out to me at Chris and Christine podcast at gmail.com with your dating resumes. I will serve as the vetter to um, (laughs) determine whether or not you are up to the standards. You know, Jimmy's a very nice guy. He's a good guy, dedicated and committed. And so Chris and Christine podcast. That's Chris and Christine with a K. Chris and Christine podcast at gmail.com. Ladies, you're welcome. <laughs> you're all welcome. You know what I'm saying? But we have loved life's, having. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say life's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You just don't know is. what you're going to get. You don't. And Jimmy Walker is definitely there for the taking, ladies. So email us and find out more information about this fabulous friend who's been such a great support to Chris and a great supporter of this relationship. And so, Jimmy, we want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Chris, you got anything else to add? Uh, Not too much. But are you coming in on a Saturday to work? (laughs) Because we'll be doing our podcast that day. So. uh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, gotta, I mean, but yeah, we can set something up before that. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right on. Right on. Sounds great. Well, Jimmy, thanks so much for being on the show. And again, ladies, if you're interested, email us at Chris and Christine Podcast at gmail.com. It's Christine's matchmaking services. I'm doing it for free, Jimmy. I'll, You're I'll making put me in the sound book. so desperate. But, no, you know, <laughs> no, no, not at all. You know, people meet in unconventional ways. Chris and I met on Match.com. And like you said, there are better things out there. You are a great guy. And that's why you need me to vet them because we're going to get well, thousands I, of requests. I I appreciate your help. I hope, hope your email <laughs> box is empty because you can get filled up real quick. <laughs> and I appreciate being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Hey, this is DB from Without Boundaries coming in live to you. I just want to say give us a listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And also follow us on Twitter with at podcast underscore without. All right. See you guys later. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. Hey, that was great having the big deal Jimmy on the show. Yeah, he was super interesting, and I was totally teasing about the you know being his matchmaker. No, I, no, you're not. Yes, I did. He said he's working on possibly getting back together with his his child's mother, so I don't want to be like hey, a homewrecker. But I will be the guy stepping in, and I'll hook him <laughs> up. Ladies, I'll hook you hook you up, too. Well, I'm if, just saying uh, I wish him all the best in that, but if Jimmy does need my services in the future, I have a pretty good track record of matchmaking. 
I bet you do. You know, I'm not saying you don't, but but ladies, ladies, hey. First off, uh, all the single ladies. How you doing out there? <laughs> so hey, if you lay, if you lucky lady want to hook up with Jimmy, let me know, and I will be. I will play matchmaker. <laughs> I can hook. I can set that up. He's You're a world so traveler. He will come to you, ladies. He flew to Mexico. He'll fly to you if you live in Arkansas or wherever. Yeah, you know. well, definitely reach out to us at Chris and Christine Podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting with Jimmy. And after a thorough screening process, background check, fingerprinting, and credit report, and we laser might scan. consider <laughs> <laughs> laser beam scan, all that stuff, retina scan. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, and Jimmy's a great guy, and it was so fun to have him on here and to hear about all of his different experiences. You know, I I wonder about that when you go to work sometimes, like. What are the backstories of all of the different guys that and you everybody's work with? Got a, yeah, everybody's got a different backstory that works here at my work. It's um, it's I'm probably one of the only people that have never, ever – I think I am the only driver, now I think about it, that has not driven over the road cross-country. Right. I've only driven in the San Diego region locally ever. And the thing is, is that I don't like weather. Like, I hate rain. We get rain here. You don't like I, weather? Like, I, I, weather at all? No, pretty much. Like, I mean, I don't like the snow or black ice and things like that. Like, I, I've i never driven in snow. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen snow, really. But, um, so I've only... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say? I said I've never seen snow. Are you... I, I, I've seen, like, little flakes, that kind of, but not, like, real snow. Okay, we're fixing that. This winter, we're fixing that. No, we're not. Yes, well, we are. Well, you get the four-wheel drive out to the no, snow? No, my parents just bought that new cabin that they're renovating. I think it'll take a while for it to be done, but we are going to go to my hometown, and then we'll go up to Shaver Lake. We're going to take the kids sledding. We're going to go to the snow. We're going to have fun. You're going to love it. You're going to freeze. Is it cold? <laughs> is it wet oh my gosh you're too much but, but, but no, I, that. well i've never i've never dr- driven over the road mostly everybody who gets their truck driving license because all these over the road trucking companies are so desperate for drivers they have, it's like a it's like a bill they just turn and burn they keep coming in revolving door come and go come and go so they're always hiring new drivers so the easiest way to get all your experience is to go over the road long haul as you call it well why do you think it is that there's such a high turnover rate i think i think i have a research study in mind now that i want to do well i, I well it's kind of obvious i mean you're gone away from home for months at a time you know um you're gone you're home for one week you're gone the rest uh, you're living out of a truck. It's brutal. You know, it's got the different elements, of the, especially during winter. You go across country during the winter, like through the mountain Rockies and things like that. Forget that. But I mean, that's just me personally. I mean, I wear flip flops and shorts most of the year. So that's yeah. just me. But the um, I mean, going over the road, it's, it's a hard life. You know, it's not easy. Well, to all of those that are in the transportation industry, whether you're a long haul trucker or you're transporting anything, our hats are off to you. We thank you so much for keeping this country running because literally we wouldn't be able to function without having all of the supplies that you all bring to us. Yes, thank you. It's almost like being in the military. And that was a perfect transition for Jimmy being in the military, going into trucking because it's very, it's kind of very similar. And they do have trucking in the military. Like right. uh, they do have a trucking department. Like the convoys and the transport. Right, right, right. right. So you can get your license in the military. I didn't I have to ask him that if he did that, but... And then, no, he. I think he said that he did it after he got out. Yeah, but he may have got his license while he was in the military. Oh, that's they, cool. They do do that. They do have a trucking department in the Navy and the Marines and things like that. So um, a lot of guys do that. And they do do go into trucking because they do already have the skill for it. So that's an easy transition, you know. Yeah. But uh, doing going long haul trucking, I mean, I always thought it'd be kind of cool because it'd be kind of like a big long road trip. 
like a camping in an RV. Who loves? I love, but you hate travel. You are one of the true. world's that worst travelers. That is true. I'm like, are we there yet? Oh, and not only yet? that, not only that, but once we're there, he's like, <sighs> this is like, I don't have all of these things. Like you, you are such a homebody. That is very true. That's probably also why I never left, and I never left town. I was born and raised here, never left, and um, I don't like leaving this area. So I remember, weird. The, I remember the first time we went to Zion, not this most recent time, but the first time we went, you were like fascinated with everything for like an hour. And then we get into Zion and you're like, Ugh, it's hot. Ugh, <laughs> you didn't pack shorts. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have had to pack you at all. Like, <laughs> thanks, that's mom. Why? That's why you have only pants because it said it was going to be cool. And you're like, oh, this is miserable. Oh, I'm so tired. And I was like, well, you know, we woke up the next morning. Do you want to go back to Vegas? Why is the Wi-Fi not working? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, Vegas. yeah. That was like a whole nother thing. What? I have no self-reception here. What if something happens? I'm like, what, Chris? <laughs> what if something happens to the kids? They have another parent. They're with your parents. Uh, I know. No, I, my point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're definitely an interesting one to travel with. So if you were to get to travel to another country, which I know you don't like international travel, but if you were to get to go to any other country in the world, where would you want to go? Gee, that's an interesting question. I've always wanted to go to Italy because Ooh. I like the whole Venice thing and the whole like canals and the Rome and all that. So probably Italy because Italy's got a lot to offer. Although if you do go to Las Vegas, you do go to the Venetian. It's almost the same thing. It's like it's like ninety nine percent the same thing. No, it's not. You're such a dork. And and they got canals and they got a lot of stuff too. So basically. We do have the Trevi Fountain. We did see that. It's like a replica of the Trevi Fountain that Zeke and I went to. Yes. But it's like way more massive in Italy. Well, it's okay. But, you know, that's the thing about Las Vegas is that you can go to Las Vegas and you can just go see Paris, Rome, you know, Italy. What else is there? Um, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And you don't you don't have to, like, uh, you know, leave the country. It's great. <laughs> I know? would like to get you out of the country one of these days. I heard Epcot has that too at Disney World. They got this whole Epcot Center. It's like the. Have you been to Epcot Center? No. Uh, D- Epcot Center and I've Disney World. I've never been to Disney World. Well, Disney World, there's like multiple parks and all kind of spread out. And Epcot Center Park, there's this one section. It's like a front p- side and like a back side behind this big lake. Mm-hmm. On the back side behind the lake, it's like ev- it's just like Vegas, it's, except the casino. It's like its own little land, like the Mexico land. They got the Norway land. They got like the uh, China land. They got the – every land has its own like exhibit and its own like ride mm-hmm. or something. So it's really, really cool. That's and really cool. You, you really do not have to leave the country to leave the country. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. I guess it doesn't, but whatever. No, there's just something different about Italy and Europe in general. And I've started to see a little bit of it here in San Diego while we're still in this – quasi shelter in place like everything's shut down you know we've started to see these restaurants that need to keep functioning move to outside dining and i went downtown to little italy just a couple days ago and they'd shut down the a lot of the sidewalks and they'd taken over some of the street parking and they have little um umbrellas and cafe tables and everybody's outside and dining and that's very european and it was so fun there was there was music and it was just like a really nice, lively energy. And I thought, wow, like this really does feel like it was in Italy. Because when you know Zeke and I went last summer, there's oh, very few places that have large indoor seating areas for restaurants. They mostly are outdoors because the the climate there is really mild. I mean, there's times when it gets really hot. Is it like here at San Diego? 
Um, the, the weather? A little bit. Yeah. It's not necessarily as coastal. Like it's not as damp and humid, but it's, I mean, we were there and it was a heat wave. It was close to like 100 during the day, but people there eat late. And so you're like 8 30, 9 o'clock at night, sitting outdoors. And they have, you know, all of the beautiful old architecture around. So it's a little bit different than it is here because it's not so metropolitan. But I do like that aspect of what's happening here locally through COVID is this outdoor dining and feeling very European. It's so fun. Yeah, they take the parking lot and make it a dining room with a canopy. I love it. It's great. But what are they going to do when the winter comes when it gets really cold? Does it seriously get really cold here in San it Diego? It freezes in here. It freezes. So They'll bring cold. the outdoor heaters. I know. They probably will do that. But so. hopefully, 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 this will all dissipate before that because we are on the wedding countdown. We're into the double digits, and I really need Hawaii to open back up. Oh, gosh. Hurry up, Hawaii. Get your stuff together. Figure it out. Right. Let us back. We um, we are coming for you. So, But if they're not open, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I don't either. And so I'm trying not to think about it. We have like 96 days until we get to the wedding. I think we're going to have to absolutely make a decision within like the next 45, 50 days because if Hawaii is not reopening, if we're not seeing that, I mean, we can't we can't ask our families to be waiting and you know decide a day before, you know? Yep. 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 That did not sound fantastic. It sounds horrible. Thank but you. you know what? We're going to get married. I don't know where or when. My hope is that it'll be in Hawaii, and I'm holding out hope for that and optimism. I'm planning for it. We sent the invitations out on Friday, the few that we get to take with us. <laughs> but I, you know, Chris, no matter what, I'm just excited to get to marry you. Oh, that's th- thank you. I'm, and I'm excited to marry you, too. It's, it's, it can't be the Chris and Christine show without Chris and Christine. And thank you for making it officially official, official. Official, official. And next week, we will have a very special episode Ooh-wee. celebrating the one-year podcast anniversary. One full year will be next week. A complete year of podcasting nonstop. I know. Every wow. week. That's every week, plus every bonus single, episodes. Yeah, man. I mean, you could do that because a lot of people I hear will like make a podcast episode just randomly, like one week here, one week there, whenever they feel like it, but not us. We stick to a plan. We do. You make us. I make you. <laughs> you make us. The listeners make you. <laughs> <laughs> when we're here for you all, we love being here for you every week. Thank you so much for all of you who participated in our survey. We did draw a winner. We will be announcing it. Next week on our one-year episode for our lucky winner of that Amazon gift card, who knows? It might be you. So you'll want to tune in and listen and find out if you, yes, you, were the winner. On that note, you guys have a fantastic week, and we will see you next time. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. So love the people who treat you right, forget about the ones who don't, and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward.